Hello, hello, hello. Dr. Paco here with you with another great podcast. And today we'll be talking about I love you, but I don't like you. And before we get too deep into our topic today, we got some truth teller news that we're going to cover first. So today's truth teller news deals with relationships, specifically dealing with exes from your relationships. And we're looking at how you think about them how you process the emotions associated with them and dealing with the memories of them. And so surprisingly, what I'm going to say to maybe to some people is that trying to force a situation to where you never think about this person or trying to focus solely on the negative aspect of what it was like to be with this person um, is not necessary. And it certainly doesn't help you really in any way. And so what I'm encouraging you to do is to engage in honest reflection about who you were in that relationship versus who you are now. There's value in that. It can help you show up more authentically in your present relationships by keeping it all, taking it all under consideration. Um, You can take away lessons from the relationship. And as you continue to reflect and think about your journey and where you've been, you'll learn new lessons. You'll draw new conclusions that you wouldn't be able to learn and draw if you completely tried to blank someone out of your mind, which is really not realistic to do. Um, a lot of times when you try to think about something or someone, you end up thinking about it more. So it is okay to acknowledge what you liked about a person. You may not like those things anymore, or maybe you miss some of those things, and that is okay. Um, it's not realistic to make every thought of someone negative, and that is not a requirement to move on again. You don't have to despise someone or think negatively of them to move on from a relationship. So um, in spite of what your friends may say or what people demonstrate to you, that's not necessary. You can um, have fond memories of someone and still move on. Um, And it doesn't mean you're a bad person or that you will go back to an old relationship by simply just thinking about it when it um, comes to you naturally, of course. Um, You may need to grieve what you lost, which in the end will allow you to be more present in your current relationship because you be in a position to enjoy what you have now and not just think about what you've lost. So you're you're more present, you're more focused, and you're willing to just accept things for what they are. So what I say to wrap up this advice here is don't limit the emotions you are allowed to feel and the thoughts that you naturally have. Feel those emotions. Feel the wide range of emotions that you have. Have the thoughts that you have and let it be a reflection and let it all come together and to help you understanding why you are where you are now and why this is where you need to be, assuming that you are where you need to be. Now, getting into today's topic, I love you, but I don't like you. A lot of people don't like to say they don't like people. And I personally don't really care much about that. And I honestly think that you should be able to say you don't like someone um, in in using those words because that's exactly how you feel. And this podcast is inspired by all the people who I love, but certainly do not not like, and in some cases can't even stand. Um, Whether what I feel is real or not, to like someone means that you feel emotionally safe with them. And there's a lot of people who I love and care about, but I do not feel emotionally safe with them. To like you means at some point, I probably want to be around you and I enjoy doing so. There are people I can think of, family members, et cetera, that um, I don't want to spend any 
point of any any time around. I'd rather just send you something to remind you that I do love you and I do care, but, but your presence is not warranted. Um, when you like someone, you can feel present with them. When you like someone, you feel you can be serious or you can joke around with them. Um, you don't feel like you have to walk around on eggshells. That's one of the hallmark signs that you like someone is to where you can just let your hair down and just be free and you can have a serious conversation about life or you can joke around and be playful with each other, you know, little insults here and there. That that creates liking. So what makes people likable? Well, one of the first things that I like to think about about what makes people likable is self-regulation. So the, the ability for a person to regulate themselves, specifically emotionally. Um, I don't think any of us really enjoy when a person just comes and emotionally dumps their baggage and garbage on us. And we're constantly feeling as if we are a slave at a certain person's um, emotions. So you may find yourself tippy-toying around a person or making a lot of accommodations for someone because their emotional display. And you may like this person because maybe they're fun, but when their emotions get activated, they're not very fun anymore. Another thing that makes people likable is simply just having great self-awareness. Um, people who have great self-awareness have the ability to be aware of how they are affecting those around them, how others are affecting them as well, and how to move within that. And people who lack self-awareness sometimes can, um, can be hardly likable because they're negatively impacting other people by simply just how they carry themselves. Um, another thing that makes people really likable, I would say, would be being confident but not arrogant. Um, people who are full of themselves oftentimes can be like mood killers. You you feel as if everything was going great, but now that you won that card game, you have to take it to a whole nother level. Those are things that makes a person not too likable. So be confident. It's good for you, but you don't have to be arrogant. Um, selfless is very a very likable quality. Someone that would give the shirt off their back. Someone that's always willing to be communal, work together, versus someone who's very selfish. People, I would say, who are somewhat agreeable. Um, and I say somewhat agreeable because we don't want to be pushovers. We don't want to be people who just take whatever people dish out. Um, you can have a backbone, but being like a matter of fact is just annoying. And I wouldn't recommend um, doing that. That would make you very unlikable. Um, likable people also respect boundaries. So my no means no. No random pop-ups at my house, no random pop-ups at my job. If I didn't invite you to a function that you heard I was having and you don't just show up, those are things that make a person very likable is when they simply just respect the boundaries. And a lot of people don't do that. They think that because you are friends or you've been friends for a while or you are friends once upon a time, that, that grants them access to violate your boundaries, essentially. And that's just not so. Um, I would go and say someone who is not controlling. That's a very likable quality. Um, controlling people can make you feel uneasy. They can cause a lot of friction and tension. They can make you feel smothered and even can make you second guess yourself. And you just don't really enjoy being around them. And you feel so much free and comfortable when they're not around you. Um, and so kind of similar to controlling in a sense, but kind of, but still different enough is not being overbearing makes a person likable that doesn't wear out their welcome, that doesn't feel the need to show up at your house every single day and just kind of just barge in and they're in your refrigerator. Um, they're constantly calling you. Um, those things definitely make a person not the most likable. Another thing that makes a person likable is they're very reciprocal. So 
they can cover the meal every every now and then versus that friend that that have never covered the meal are if you send gifts to their kids, they send gifts to your kids versus those people who you know that you are always patronizing and you're you're sending gifts to the children, sending gifts to them, and you never receive anything in return. That definitely can make a person very unlikable whenever you ever really think about it, if they never reciprocate anything, because then you start to feel like you're in a one-sided friendship and you kind of start to want out of that. But sometimes history our proximity, how close they are to you can make it very difficult to X that person out of your life. Everyone has different styles about how they go about doing that. Um, I would say someone who's very likable is someone that lives a life that is that is full of joy. Um, people who live joyless lives um, are, not, are not very likable because every time you hear from them, there's something wrong, there's a crisis, there's a cry for help. And you know, your crisis is not my emergency. I just feel like that people have to understand that the lack of joy they feel is not a responsibility of other people to make their lives joyful. And you see people who enter into relationships, whether romantic or platonic, that have this this insatiable desire to have to pull the joy out of out of whatever situation to fulfill what they're lacking on an on an internal level, on an individual level. And that's just not that's just not very likable. I would say forgiveness is a likable trait, being very forgiving. Um, We don't need to discuss what happened when you were four again, like telling the same stories. And it's like you've been here time and time again, and a person just doesn't want to move on. And so, you know, sometimes you can be afraid to ask someone even how they're doing because you know it's coming. So that definitely makes you kind of unlikable because that goes back to lacking self-awareness that if you don't realize that other people don't want to always hear your story, especially the same story, and especially when you never ask about their own stories and their own experiences. It's always just about yours. Um, not being critical is a very likable trait. Um, people who are overly critical are not very likable for some reasons, such as they may constantly remind you of your failures or constantly reminding you of the risk you take, risk associated with every decision decision you make. And it kind of makes you feel like you have to second guess yourself and can make you very self-conscious. Um, and the confidence that you had before becoming friends with them or before being in a romantic relationship with someone can really just, you know, can go away because of you start to internalize these critical messages. I would say someone who's not self-righteous is a very likable quality. Um, you know, you can walk that walk, you can talk that talk while respecting the fact that some people walk a different walk and they definitely have a different talk and not thinking that you are superior because of the way you do things and not really imprinting that on other people. Um, I would say not being jealous. Um, Jealousy is definitely a mood killer and it definitely is like death to a good friendship. Um, So people who are not jealous are very likable and People who are jealous that maybe are listening to this should consider ways of being less jealous or at least not not dropping that on other people and working on that and like more of a one-on-one type thing. Um, Sometimes it's best just to accept that maybe, you know, your time will come or maybe even your time has passed for a particular thing. Either way, you know, step aside, let someone else shine. Our goal set a goal and track your progress instead of worrying about everyone else. Um, now. This list and what I was going over about um, what's likable versus what's not, this is not a anthem to cut people off. Um, 
I think I've already done the podcast about cutting people off. It's more about identifying why like and love are not synonyms are not synonymous and why we should not force closer relationships with people whose personalities we simply do not like. Um, except that it does not mean you love them less because you know you prefer not to entertain their company for long periods of time. Um, sometimes the people you love the most, you, you really can't deal with that often. They may be a parent, um, maybe a spouse. Perhaps y'all are great at times, but you require breaks to stay in it. Some couples can't be around each other all the time. And you see some couples who are around each other all the time. And there's a lot of criticism sometimes going back and forth between how can you not enjoy someone's company all the time versus how do you spend all your time around the same person? And the answer really it is, is it's, it's what works for you. If you can still maintain healthy relationships and you need relationships, strong relationships or plentiful relationships outside of your primary relationship, then that's fine. Or if you two people who prefer each other's company over anyone else's, that's fine as well. But you need to be aware of that, the amount of time you can spend and the proximity that you could have before you just try to force something that can create a situation to where you guys become unlikable to one another. Um, I would say some people lack maturity, um, and that plays a role into why you can't be around them as often as you would like. Again, you may love them very much, but they may be annoying. They may be rude. It may be confrontational. And so simply, it's just a, a matter of personality. And some people don't understand that. They feel like that if our personalities doesn't mesh, then it means there must be a tangible problem between us. And the reality is, is, is that we just might be extremely different. And the amount of work that it would take for us to be more cohesive, maybe neither one of us are willing to partake in that, or maybe one of us just don't want to do that, or maybe one of us lacks self-awareness and doesn't know they need to do that. So those are some things um, there. Um, sometimes people simply just weren't raised right. I know that sounds like so subjective and how do you know someone's raised right? Well, if you're not able to form relationships with people that, that can sustain themselves for at least a decent amount of time, if you carry yourself like a child, um, then, you know, if you lack maturity, um, you're constantly being told by your peers that you don't act your age, then there may be some signs in there that maybe you weren't, you weren't raised in a way that prepared you for relationships prepared you for the world that you would one day inherit. Um, unfortunately, you know, people share qualities of children such as being unruly and never satisfied and entitled. And you can see that when you get around people's families and look at the dynamics that exist. A lot of um, people get into this pattern of role playing whenever they're around their um, family. So they may act younger, may talk different, act different, and it's just kind of bizarre. But that's why it's always really interesting to see people in a setting around their actual family. And I always recommend that to people before you would consider um, marrying someone, you know, giving your life away. So the sooner we are real with ourselves about the relationships in our lives, the sooner we can create the appropriate boundaries and set realistic expectations. I generally do not attend family functions with families that do not function. Um, every now and then you might have to take one from the team, you know, for, take one for the team, you know, as a married individual, it's not all about you. But at the same time, putting yourself in situations that are going to be highly contentious, going to be have you very anxious, stressful, needing days to recover, are not necessarily situations to engage in. Trying to force conversations with family members that you don't care for or don't care for you is not really something that's beneficial to your overall psychological well-being. 
So just staying true to yourself in that and understanding that when I walk in this door, you will get a hello and that's all you're getting. And that's okay. Just because, you know, we're, we're family by blood or family by, by, by ink, it doesn't, doesn't mean you have to put up with people that you really don't like. And a lot of times the people who you don't like don't like you either. So it really makes no sense to try to force these, these relationships. So these boundaries that you are, that you will set, they will lessen the stress that you feel when you're around people who you don't like because you have realistic expectations now. You're no longer trying to earn someone's love or earn their respect or prove yourself to people who really aren't worth proving anything to. Um, so I would say that with these boundaries, you can set realistic expectations when it, when it comes to the proximity, so how close you are to people and the time that you spend together. There are people whose houses I would never stay at. I don't care what's the, what's the thread count of, I don't care how big the bed is. I don't care how good the food is. I don't care how accommodating the individual may be. Your energy just can't do it. And that's just, that's real. And so you go ahead and pay that little extra to get you in that, that holiday in, or if the budget isn't quite right, you can get into a super six, or if it's even worse than that, they have a days in everywhere, you know, a, a, a lodge in somewhere where you can get into. And even though it may, you know, not be as nice, or there may be a couple of creepy crawlers, who knows, but the reality is, is that I might deal with a couple um, creepy crawlers then over a really toxic individual. I'm not going to lie. I'm lying. I would not deal with any creepy crawlers, but I would be willing to stay in a place that wasn't as nice as as um, my normal standards if it meant I got to avoid being in the presence of someone that I just can't stand being around for any extended period of time. So hopefully you were able to take something away from this, um, this, this podcast. Um, it's really important to understand that Sometimes with certain people, you may only have a few good hours in before you need to leave. And it's so important to know when it's time for you to believe and accept it, that liking everyone just isn't realistic. So again, I hope you got something from this podcast that you can take with you. It wasn't too long. Um, that's my time, guys. So hopefully um, you found something useful for you. Um, if you want to support this movement, feel free to make a donation. If you want to purchase merchandise, visit drpaco.com. I have tons of shirts on there in variety of sizes and colors. You may find something you like. I would love to be for you to patronize. It'd be greatly appreciated. If you like to read blogs, you can head over to drpacohintonjr.com. Again, that's drpacohintonjr.com and check out some of my written material. There are many people who really like what I have to write down and not just what I have to say. So again, thank you for joining me. Dr. Paco out. Thank you.